I had a uh, pastor recently make this statement, which I thought was just great. He said, he said, following Jesus is not about what you do. It's about who you love. It's really about what you put as a priority. And I just thought that was great because the, it's not about what you do. That To me, that's, that's the, oh, no, here comes another list. I'm exchanging. Because what I don't want people to hear today is you're asking me to exchange one list of things to do for another list of things to do. That is not what this is about. Welcome to The Search Podcast, where we have conversations about the big questions of God and life. I'm your host, Blaine Larson, and today I've got the privilege of having Dave Wilson in studio with me. Dave is our area director in Nashville, Tennessee. And uh, Dave, we're talking about a pretty cool question today. Uh, If I say yes to Jesus... What am I signing up for? Now, tell me, how do you even come up with this question? <laughs> yeah, well, it because I think a lot of people, when they think about this question, they're thinking, okay, what religion am I signing up to? And I think what's really fun to look at is when you look at the teachings of Jesus, you realize he's, his teachings were so different than the teachings of the time. And he's, even his like mindset that he was trying to convey to people— at the time, religion, you know, joining a religion was about here's what you got to do. And he shows up talking about something completely different. And if you think about it, what I love about this is, and I'll cut to the, I'll cut to the, I'll cut to the end, but, but, but what he's inviting us into is a relationship. And if you have a list of do's, you know, if you have a list of do's, my attitude would be, hey, give me the list of do's. Get out of my way and let me just get them done. And once they're done, I'm done. Just give me the diploma and let me move on. And there's no relationship. Because a lot of the people we work with, um, that's where they get it. At some point, they're going, okay, this is starting to make sense. Yeah. Jesus is starting to make sense, but I kind of want to know when the other foot's going to drop. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like what's come, what's net, what's yeah. really— What are they not telling me? Yeah. So that's what this podcast is is all about, and we hope to clear it all up. So, Dave, uh, where do we start thinking about this, all right? Yeah. So if you think about, um, you know, so what what am I signing up for? Uh, I think we can look at a couple different things. We can, we can scratch off— the idea of an organized religion. And we start thinking about, okay, I think what, what God's looking at is, hey, we're, I'm asking you to do a couple things. One is to reconsider. Just sit as you're sitting quietly and you're thinking to yourself, hey, is this all there is? Uh, you know, I, I expected more at this point. Uh, why do I seldom feel satisfied or happy? I think those are great questions to, to engage in. And I think they're, they're there because there's something broken between us and our Creator. And I think that's a great place to start. And you start considering and reconsidering your way of seeing things and thinking about things and seeing other people and seeing your career and seeing relationships and even your own purpose and meaning. And that's what these podcasts are about. You know, we, we, we talk a lot about that stuff. And so I think that's the first thing. If we're thinking about, hey, what's, what, is he, what does he want us to sign up for? I think the first thing is he's saying, hey, I want you to look at your, look at your life. You know, in, in uh, Christianity, in, in, in the Bible talks about a word repent. And it, repent's not a religious term. 
And uh, in fact, I looked it up in Webster's just to prove it wasn't a, web, a, a religious term. <laughs> and it means to feel pain, sorrow, or regret for what one has done or omitted to do. So basically, it's really saying, "Hey, when I when when so when we." Re, we read repent in the old in the new testament when jesus says it he's really saying hey instead of going the route you're going where you're in charge and i want you to turn and i want you to go towards me i want you to put your life into my hands and that's one of the things that we're kind of signing up for is hey is that is that make sense and i think there's certain steps that we got to go through first of all we got to realize the direction we're going in working and that's that's a lot easier said than done. It's kind of hard, you know, because we have to kind of swallow a little pride and go, man, I thought I had it all together, but this isn't working, you know. Um, and then we we want to – the pain's got to get to the point where we want to do something about it. You know, we can't get comfortable in the, well, it's just it's going to – you know, life sucks, then you die. Um, we got to get to the point where we want to do something about it. And then we really have to – and this is, I think, where as we learn more about Jesus, we realize – Hey, we have to have a sense of that there's hope somewhere else. And that hope is in the person of Jesus. It's not in ourselves. It's not, it's not in us pulling ourselves up the bootstraps. You know, it's this self-evaluation or reconsideration is not a go on a retreat and find yourself. But it's rather becoming aware of what's lacking and what's frustrating or just those nagging questions. Because again, to repeat myself, I think those nagging questions we have are a result of the broken relationship we have with God. So some people might be surprised at the very beginning you said you're not signing up for an organized religion. Yeah. What does that mean? Yeah, I you know, I think I guess in it's my disorganized. It's a disorganized. It's a, that's right. We're very disorganized. Boy, do they if they only knew. Um <laughs> the uh you know, I think in my mind, and maybe this is just the way I'm thinking about it, I think of an organized religion as, okay, it's like a club that you join, and to stay a member, here's certain things you have to do. Mm. And and that can be, because you know, that's a lot of things are that way. You know, country clubs are that way. You know, I, I, homeowners associations are that way. I mean, there's a lot of things that are that way. My Costco membership right. that I got to renew here pretty soon. That's right. Yeah. And so that's, and so I think, because there's so much in our lives that are that way, we think that way about religion. And then, and then we look, we're kind of, we always feel like we're on the outside looking in and going, man, those guys know the rules. They've read the bylaws. They know what they're supposed to do. I haven't, and I'm not sure if I did, I would like it. And so when I say it's not about, and, and you look back at the teachings of Jesus, he wrecked that whole thinking. I mean, he was like, no, 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 that's not what it's about. And that's kind of what got him in trouble. He was not terribly popular with the religious leaders at the time, which is weird to think about. It's very interesting. Yeah, got him killed. Kind of got him killed, yeah. Uh, we were talking about this first step of just reconsidering. Yeah. Um, one of the things I wanted to ask you about was just about about Jesus, because as you're out talking with people and, and helping to get them uh, thinking about these kinds of questions and the, the answers to them, um, I'm real curious what people generally are thinking of Jesus. Like when you first start meeting with somebody who's uh, kind of just checking out Christianity and Jesus, like what are they commonly saying about Jesus? Like who was he? And then what are you trying to get them to reconsider about him? Yeah. I, I think 
That's a great question. I, I think for the most part, I haven't come across anybody that I can think of at the top of my head that just said, hey, I don't believe there was ever a guy named Jesus. Most say, yeah, he was a good teacher, good guy, taught a lot of neat stuff, and there's probably some stuff in there that we probably ought to adopt into our life, right? And the problem is if you start reading his and, – you know, and there's been podcasts about this. I know that you've done. When you start reading his words, that's not what he said at all. And so he's really inviting us into something a little bit deeper. That's, that's what this whole, thing's, this whole thing is about. And it's not just about, hey, here's some, here's some ways you can fix yourself. Now, good luck. That would be frustrating. be very frustrating. It would be very frustrating, you know. Well, and a lot of people too, it seems like they they do think of Jesus as a real person, as somebody who taught good morals or whatever. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But the rubber meets the road in some of those statements that he made about uh, himself as as God. Yeah, and, that's a problem. And a lot of the um, a lot of the usages of the word repent. You're talking about that word mm -hmm. in the New Testament actually revolve in in context around. That kind of situation, like, like in other words, the writers are trying to get people to see um, Jesus as who he really was as God. Like that's the part that needs to change about our thinking when we're considering, right? You know, what am I going to do with with Jesus? He's got to go from being just a good guy to uh, to God, and that's a that's a obviously a big deal. Yeah. And, and, and I've had guys say, hey, I don't think Jesus ever claimed to be God. And I'll just say, you know, hey, I wasn't there. But by, re by reading the reactions of the people that heard him say stuff, they clearly understood what he says because they picked up rock rocks and tried to stone him right there on the spot. So they, there was no ambiguity of what he was saying about himself. And, um, and then the other thing I think about is, you know, hey, listen, if, if, we can know ourselves and we, you know, all that stuff. But, man, do we know ourselves as well as the guy who created us? You know, and if God created us, I just got to believe that he knows what's best. He wants what's best. And that's all attained, attainable by us through new life in Jesus, his son, who claimed to be God. And those who were there recognized the fact that he claimed to be God. Yeah, I mean, it—, it it is the reason he was crucified. Right. He wasn't crucified because of something he did. He was crucified for something he said. Yeah, because of, of what he was running around doing and saying, which yeah. are all uh, God things. Right. Yeah, they didn't mind the miracles. It was just claiming to be God. That was the problem. That, that was the problem. So, all right. So as we're thinking about if I say yes to Jesus, what am I signing up for? You're saying, okay, step one, there's just got to be some basic reconsidering uh, of a bunch of your life, who is Jesus, some of these big uh, kind of topics. What's yeah. what's next after that? Yeah, and I think, I think that leads uh, to, we would want that to lead to a trust. Is this, who do I put my trust in? If if I'm at the end of my own rope and my own ways are not working out, I thought it would be different. I thought this would be different. I'm not sure what my purpose and meaning is. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. But I just feel like I'm kind of swaying with the breeze and, and the waves of the time. Then the question is, okay, where do I, where do I hang on to the anchor? Where, what anchor do I hang on to? Um, who do I trust? Who do I reach out to? And, you know, if it's if we, like we said before, if it, we church talks about, or we hear a lot about God, okay? And, and you know, most people believe in God. Um, 
the the biblical God is a is a God who wants to be known, and uh, that's pretty. You know, you stop and think about that. That's pretty impactful. You stop to think about okay, the God of the universe, the God who created me, the God who knows what's best for me and knows me and wired me to the way I am. He wants to be known, and that's and if you stop and think about it, it's kind of logical. I mean, who who builds something or creates something and doesn't want to be anything to do with it? You know, that'd be like you know, Apple making the, the iPhone and saying, yeah, we're not going to update it. We're not going to give a new version. We don't really care what happens. I mean, they, they, well, they know. do that when a new phone comes yeah, out. I mean, so your old one doesn't work. Right, anymore. right. But the dang thing's getting updated on like every other week, you yeah. know. So you just think logically God would be doing the same way. So so what we believe is that Jesus is is that answer. Jesus is that connection between us and God, God the creator who's saying, hey, listen, the, relation, the reason you're having these questions and doubts is because the relationship is broken. This is not what I intended. And that connection between us and God is Jesus. And so we just look at, and you've talked, you've had a lot of podcasts about this, you know, who are the, what did the people say who knew Jesus? What did they say? Well, even though it was terribly unpopular for anybody to run around claiming to say they were God, they said on multiple occasions, that's exactly what Jesus said. And... Um, and then you have to ask yourself, okay, is he trustworthy? And can I believe him? Not believe that he existed, but believe in his words and what he, who he says he really is. Yeah, and one of the, I think the interesting aspects to trust, the word you picked here, is it's not only can I trust God and Jesus with my eternity, mm-hmm. which that's the big one, right. right? But it's also right here and right now. So, um, and yeah. I don't know if this is talked about as much as maybe it it should be because we talk so much about what happens after you die. There's almost part of this that's like it's not ignored, but maybe we could do a better job speaking about what about this life though? Because right. the trust aspect is is right now. Like right. If, if everything Jesus says is is true and what's talked about in the Bible, then there's an aspect of um, trusting Him every moment of every day mm-hmm. with every decision, every um, action and non-action and all – just everything and things that happen, you know, circumstances, bad things happen to us. What do we do? Uh, good things happen as mm-hmm. well. Just everything in life, there's a, a trust level. And um, and so is he trustworthy? Is right. any of that real? Yeah, and one of the things I love about – the words in the New Testament in particular, and really throughout the entire Bible, is 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 it paints a picture of father and child. And for those of us who are fortunate to be fathers, what wouldn't we do for our children, you know, to, to ensure that they're safe and happy and prospering and all those things? So why in the world would we not think that our Heavenly Father, who created us and loves us unconditionally— and wants his desire is for for us to be with him forever, the eternal life you were talking about. Why wouldn't think? Why wouldn't we think he would want that for us? I mean, we would want that for our children, and we're you know we make mistakes all the time. Um, so I I love that. I think you're right. I mean, I love that, and I think sometimes we just have to be reminded. And but but yeah, he, and he wants that relationship where we're giving everything to him, like you were talking about. 
Well, and I think when you're answering this question too, like what am I signing up for? Yeah. I say like um, the way that we're coming at it is almost a, a combating a negative view of that answer, right? Because most people's is. Most people think yeah. if I say yes to Jesus, then here's all the stuff I got to do and he's going to want me to, you know, and then there's right. all, the, right, all yeah. the stuff. And so we're kind of trying to answer it that that way, you know, to, to combat some of that. But I want to give it like a positive thought to it, which is if you say yes to Jesus, then what you're going to get is a life where you've got a God that you can rely on for everything. Like the Bible is full of all of these promises that God has made to people who have trusted in him. And um, I can tell you, Dave, you could tell uh, story after story Mm -hmm. after story of where um, there was no other solution except God had to come through in all kinds of situations, and, and he did. And and all kinds of people that follow him could tell you uh, everybody's got those kind of stories. But it's a very positive yeah. – you know, if, if, if there is a God that cares about people and he's made these kind of promises to take care of us and love us and all those kind of things, um, then, man, that's a, that's a big deal as opposed to if it's all fake, then you're just relying on yourself even right now, yeah. even in this life. It's completely up to you, and and that's kind of scary. Yeah, it's really interesting because you're right. I mean, some of those we talked about earlier, those nagging questions we have. I, I think as we as we lean into and believe and trust more in Christ, and it is a process, then those nagging questions begin to dissipate. And I, and I think back, it's recorded. Uh, his good friend John recorded in the in the Last Supper, and, and Jesus is kind of laying out some troubling things are going to happen. And they didn't quite understand all of it, but and at the end, he says, hey, listen, I'm telling you all this. You're going to have troubles in this world. Not if you're going to, but you're going to, but I'm telling you all this so you'll have peace. And you start to think, okay, wait a minute. So this peace he's talking about doesn't have anything to do with our circumstances or our bank account or the stock market. It's really this internal Hey, I have created you, and now I'm going to be. I'm going to be with you. I'm never going to leave. And that peace, it really is hard to explain. That's part of the challenge that we sit here today: is how do you explain that to somebody that hasn't experienced it? But that's really the promise. That's part of the promise: is hey, you know that you're secure, and we're going to be here. We're going to be together forever. Yeah, from an eternity standpoint, there's a little blip called Earth you got to live on. But have peace because forever is going to be incredible. And that's really the perspective we get as we lean into him and lean away from letting the circumstances knock us off our game. All right. So, Dave, the question we're talking about, if I say yes to Jesus, what am I signing up for? Um, what do you really mean by signing up for? Like what, what's that all about? Yeah, that's a good question. It, at some point as we're going through the process of considering our life and the questions we have, looking for those answers, because we all have those nagging questions, and looking for and learning about, looking for the questions and learning about Jesus and what he offers and the promises, then we have a decision to make. We commit, we either commit to, to jump in or we move on. And uh, we go all in and believing that Jesus is the only one 
that can fix the relationship problem we have with God, our Creator, who, by the way, wants that relationship fixed and has, has done everything that needs to be done for that relationship to be fixed. And once that relationship is fixed and those nagging questions, I believe over time, at least I've found, begin to dissipate. You know, the questions of origin and value and purpose and destiny. And because those questions kind of go away, there, there's that peace that kind of sets in. And says, yeah, I, I have somebody I can depend on and pray to and go to every day. But really, more importantly, these big life questions are really satisfied in the person of Jesus. Yeah, so you're just saying there is a moment when you've got to go – you got to make a decision. Yeah. You know, who who was he? Is the stuff that we're talking about true or, or not true? And that's really going to determine – in a lot of ways, what you do um, in your whole life. But um, I wanted to ask you this before we move on to the next major bullet point that you've got, because mm-hmm. we're talking about trust mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. In, in this part of the podcast. And, you know, some people, they might be going, okay, Dave, so we're talking about trust, but what are some, what are a couple reasons I should believe that Jesus is who he says he is? And, and, he's worth following. Like, and so that's kind of what I'd ask you, like, even just for you personally, like what's a couple top reasons that you go, you know, these, uh, these convince me, or these are, are the ones that I can hang my hat on and go, this is real. Yeah. For me, it's really two things. One is if you look at from an apologetic standpoint, which you've spent so much time talking about here on these podcasts is if you're going to sit down and make up a story, it wouldn't be this, you know, you wouldn't, if you're going to, if you're going to sit down, you know, I always picture, you know, you get a bunch of guys sitting around a room and you're going to make up a story that you want people to believe. You wouldn't include a guy claiming to be God, <laughs> you know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't include miracles because no, that makes it less believable. And so I just started looking at, the more I started looking at it, just going, you know, this, this has to be true because it's just it just doesn't it wouldn't make sense otherwise. And I, I know that's kind of a, a backwards way of looking at it, but for me, it was it followed logic to me. And and uh, and the other thing, the other aspect for me as far as how did I get to the point of trusting is just realizing, you know what? There is a God that created this universe. And I believe that God wants a relationship, and a list of dues don't get you a relationship. And he's inviting us into a relationship through a person, and not us deciding to do better because that won't ever get us there. And um, and I think once I realized that, to be honest with you, it took a lot of pressure off because now I felt like I got I got off the treadmill that I was running and running and running. You know how treadmills are. You run and run and run. But well, I try to avoid treadmills well, myself. And you, know, you look around, you're not moving anywhere. And, and I just felt like I got off of a treadmill and then just that peace and just calm and just take a deep breath and just go, man, this is, this is what I was made for. Mm. Yeah, and I would add one in here that uh, I think somebody needs to write a book about. Actually, not me, but you, somebody. Oh, I was yeah. about to nominate no, you. No, no, no. I don't want to write any books. Um, but uh, for me, as I've spent now uh, many years kind of on the other side of making this decision to follow Jesus, I would say the thing that convinces me personally most that the world – that he is who he said he is and that 
the worldview presented in the Bible is true, mm-hmm. is answered prayer. Mm. I know it's kind of almost out of left field, but um, I mean, like I can think of something just within the last week that I was specifically praying about that happened specifically. Mm-hmm. And I can think through all kinds of – I mean, those happen all the time. And they uh, don't happen when I don't pray about things. I mean, it's just after years of like, you know, walking this walk, I, I just I have a hard time explaining so many seeming coincidences that I prayed about to happen that way. Just at some way, you just start going, okay, this has got to be real because this this is too straight. Every time I'm praying about stuff, it happens this way. Does that make sense? Yeah, it, and and I can't prove that I don't, I, uh, to somebody, right. but but I would just say that as a uh, if you're considering Jesus and you wonder what difference God makes in your life, uh, all I can tell you is if if this is completely false, mm-hmm. it is crazy how much it works. Yeah. I mean, does it's well, just... You know, and you think about what you just said, though, Blaine, and we go back to the father-child discussion. Yeah. I mean, when your child comes up and, you know, asks for something, isn't it, isn't it fun to say, come on, let's go, let's do that together. I want to do, let's, I want to provide that for you. Well, that's how our father is. So we pray. I think it delights him to do that. Yeah. So what you're signing up for is you're signing up for that kind of relationship yeah. where... You've got a heavenly father who really cares and put it to the test would yeah. be my challenge. Um, you're never going to be let down. It may not happen, work out things, uh, unanswered prayers, Garth mm-hmm. Brooks song. Oh, sure. Uh, you know, it's all true. Uh, it's not like you can just uh, get whatever you want. That's no, a whole, maybe a whole it, other it, podcast. It, but He's not an ATM machine. Right. Dang it. Um, no, but uh, – but, but test it. Like there is a, a reality of like, like that's the relationship that you're signing up for is is a a God. I mean, think of God made the whole universe, and He cares about you. Mm-hmm. Then what should we be worried about right here? And that's what most of us, I think, are looking for. Uh, this side of again, this side of eternity, the practicals mm-hmm. of just living life. Well, God, God meets us there. I think one other factor, going back to your question of, you know, to me, what what have I seen or what helped me? I think it for me, it's seeing, it's a re- it's a confirmation to me, but it's seeing change lives. I mean, I'll, there's guys in groups, and all of a sudden, I can tell by the questions they ask or the answers they give, something's changed. And I'll pull them aside and say, "Hey, tell me what happened," and they'll just say, "You know what." I believe this is true, and I put my faith in Jesus, and I can just see it, and you can just hear it, and they just look different, and they talk different, and it's 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 exciting. It's really fun. It's yeah, it's really fun. That's one of those cool things that we get to yeah. see a lot. That honestly, we take for granted because a lot of people don't get to see it the way yeah, that's true. We do right with people and just how God's working. And maybe if you're listening to this and like you're trying to figure this out. Um, mm-hmm. I would I would say in my experience there really is a difference a big difference uh, between 
somebody who's a follower of Jesus who has the kind of relationship we're talking about here versus somebody who might use the label Christian mm-hmm. but doesn't really have this kind of relationship and you can you can really tell yeah yeah you can tell and there yeah you can tell and it, it's somebody who's just joyful despite the circumstances that's like the first clue okay wait a minute what's going on you <laughs> yeah. know really yeah yeah it is so all right so we've talked about uh reconsider mm-hmm. we've talked about trust mm-hmm. and what's the last bucket we're going to talk about Dave? I'd say the I'd say the last one is, for me is uh follow because if you if you if you say okay I've reconsidered okay I I see Jesus as the answer even though I'm not quite sure how what that means but I'm willing to I'm willing to put my trust and really it's it's I like to use the phrase transfer our trust because we all trust in something usually it's ourselves and uh, it's really transferring our trust and if we get to the point where we fully trust somebody and we believe in them and we believe they have our best interests at heart then it's just natural that we're going to want to become, we want to follow closer and we, we want to become more like them. And I had a uh, pastor recently make this statement, which I thought was just great. He said, he said, following Jesus is not about what you do. It's about who you love. It's really about what you put as a priority. And I just thought that was great because the it's not about what you do. That To me, that's that's the, oh, no, here comes another list. I'm exchanging. Because what I don't want people to hear today is you're asking me to exchange one list of things to do for another list of things to do. That is not what this is about. The invitation is not, is not, is not about that. Because remember, one of the first statements we made was doing a to-do list doesn't bring relationship. Because once you're done, you're done. There's no reason to continue on. You've done it. And that's not what Jesus wants. He's saying, no, no, no. I want to, I want this relationship because it's going to go for eternity. I want it to start, I want eternity to start now. I want us to start now together towards eternity. And that's what that's what we're really being invited into is eternity with him. But the invitation is through relationship. It's not it, it, one thing I, I jotted down because I just I, I wanted to make sure if I can leave anything is the invitation is to be with Jesus, not to work at being like Jesus. And I think some of the Christians who are on the outside looking in are thinking, okay, I got to do this and this and this and this and this, and I got to be peaceful. Well, good luck with that. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I'm going to work really hard to be peaceful. And don't worry and, about it. And Stop worrying. And not worry. And be a lot kinder. Um, that's not going to work. And Jesus knows that's not going to work. So he's like, no, no, no. I'm asking. I'm. I'm inviting you to just be with me. Let me. Let me do that. And this is a real distinctive yeah. of Christianity, isn't it? Can you talk? Can you unpack that a, a little bit? Because even the fact that we're having this conversation shows how different it is. Because. Everybody's natural inclination is to think, "What am I supposed to do? Where's the list?" That every religion is just a. Here's yeah. all the stuff you got to do. And yeah. If you're Christian, okay, just tell me, tell me what it is, so I know what I'm signing up for. Well, Christianity is just a little different yeah. than the rest. How? Well, and you're right because you, you know you make a statement like the invitation is to be with Jesus, not to be like him, not not to, I mean not not to work to be like him, 
we're going to be like him because we're going to hang it. We're going to hang with him more. I mean, it sounds so simple and almost oversimplified. And there's probably some out there just going that that just can't be it. But if we add anything to that, then we're really stepping away from the message of Jesus, and that's what makes it so different. Because it's not about religion. It's not about doing. It's not about you know, hey, here here's the standard, and once you clean yourself up, then come on back to me. And I always tell guys. <clears throat> The good news is Jesus will accept anybody right now exactly the way they are. And there's countless stories in Scripture about that. I mean, Paul, who was running around throwing people in prison, I mean, but the second side of that state, the second part of that statement is, but he will never leave you the way you are. And in, and in fact, in a lot of, you know, a lot of characters in the, in, in the Scripture, their names change. Jesus change, God changes their names, you know? I mean, so— so the truth is, he'll accept anybody exactly the way they are, but he's not going to leave you the way you are because he knows what's best. He loves us more than we could ever understand because he's the one that's created us. And so I think what, going back to your question, what makes it just different and unique is it's about being, not about doing. And that being part is, to me, like I said before, it's just a relief. It's just pressures off. All my focus is just to learn, to read. I mean, the good thing, we know God and Jesus want to be known because, you know, the Bible's 1,700 pages. So if, it, if he didn't want to be known, the Bible would be two sentences, I'm God, you're not, believer else, right? I mean, it'd be really, really short Bible studies. But, but he wants to be known. And so he wants us, as we grow and learn more about him, we become more like him. And just all those attributes that he promises just become more in our lives effortlessly because he's doing the work. Yeah, and even that's something that's hard for people to understand or appreciate, but it it really is true. I mean, you think of just both of our our stories, and again, anybody who's a follower of Jesus could could say what I'm about to say, but he really does change you. Mm-hmm. from the inside out mm-hmm. and and the there's so many things to our faith that is that they're experienced by it like like in other words it's not just a set of beliefs mm-hmm. going back to what you're talking about it's a relationship with with a living god mm-hmm. and you know we believe in that god is three in one trinity uh, we haven't talked a lot about the Spirit today, but one of the big doctrines intellectually of the Christian faith is that the Spirit of God indwells people who believe in Jesus. So in other words, if you're asking that question, uh, you say yes to Jesus, and and then what are you signing up for? You're signing up for post that decision, God is going to take up residence mm-hmm. with you, in you, and that is something that you can experience. I mean, you can tell. There'll be evidence of that. That's what but I see in guys when they've changed. All of a sudden, it's like, okay, something's different. You can see it. You can see it. But personally, you feel it. Absolutely. I mean, I, I, and so, again, I, I can't, can I prove that? Not probably in the way somebody would want, but you can ask anybody who's a Christian and they know. They, mm-hmm. they will tell you, yes, there's something happened mm-hmm. to me. I'm not the same person. And so anyway, if the Spirit of God is living 
And you've God, who made the universe, yeah. raised Jesus from the dead, right. is in you. He's going to do something. You're going to yeah. know he's there. Yeah. And it's going to be positive. And so – and that's a very real thing. I just don't want people to, to think of, of Christianity as like, oh, just beliefs. Right. It is beliefs. But it's so, – it, they mean so much more. It's, and it's, it's a, at the center is a, a relationship with, right. with a real God. And those, and those beliefs are anchored in reality and they result in an experience. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's like Paul says, you know, grace is not without effect. There will be an effect uh, through this process. And that's, that's, that's the life-changing. And that's really what, going back to the question, what am I getting myself into? It's the life. It's the life change of Jesus. Well, there's one. I'll maybe uh, I'll wrap up with a couple of Bible verses. How about that, Dave? Um, in uh, one of Paul's letters, you mentioned Paul a second ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, amazing story. You can go. We did a podcast. I think uh, last season or the one before on the life of of Paul. So interesting guy. But at any rate, he talks about. Uh, the the phrase he uses is the fruit of the spirit. But you think of a fruit, right? It's like what comes from a, a tree, or like mm-hmm. the results of. It's a metaphor, mm-hmm. obviously. Right. But uh, the results of having the spirit of God. So he's basically saying, if you're a Christian, the spirit of God lives in you. Like, what's the result? Right. Like, what's the fruit? How will you know of that? And. And I want to read this in light of everything we've talked about and answering that question. So what are you signing up for? Here's what you're signing up for. Here's the fruit of the Spirit. You tell me if you don't want this. <laughs> Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Yeah. Is that not what every single one of us is out there looking for? And That's what you're signing up for. If you want to follow Jesus – that's what you get. And you think about those words. They all come from the inside out. They're not something you can force to happen. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Well, this has been a great conversation, Dave. Thank you so much for uh, for being here. Thank you, Blaine. This is fun. Will, Always is. Will you come back? Yeah, absolutely. I'm not scared you off? No, a little bit. I'm good. All right. Well, maybe we'll see you on another episode. And uh, I want to thank everyone for listening to the Search Podcast. If you've enjoyed this, please give us a rating or a review anywhere you listen to podcasts. And until next time, thanks for listening. Thank you.